Welcome to Young and Finch, the podcast created by Korean Millennials. Welcome back to the Young and Finch podcast. My name is Josh, and uh, today we're excited to have a very special guest on the show. Uh, she's a local business owner in Toronto who's founded a beauty and brow brick and mortar shop over in Liberty Village that specializes in permanent makeup. Uh, she's also been a friend of the podcast since its early conception, and uh, you know we've been connected over social media for a few years now. Uh, Diana, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. <laughs> yes. Uh, so for any of our listeners that might not know of you or um, any new listeners to the show, uh, would you be able to kind of give a bit of background uh, as to who you are and what it is that you do? Okay. Hi, I'm Diana and I'm Korean and I came to Canada 17 years ago. Currently, I'm doing permanent makeup and lashes and located in Liberty Village and absolutely passionate about my career. and. My specialty is doing natural as possible. Yeah. Awesome. So I guess just to start, how did you even get into, uh, you know, going into this field and getting into starting a, like a beauty and brow shop? Yeah. Um, so because you asked me about this list of some questions. I actually had a deeply thought about why I'm so gravitated to this career. Mm -hmm. And I sorted out a little bit. It's a little bit deep talk. Are you okay with that? I love it. Okay. Um, So my first experience with a permanent makeup is in high school. I was a very Mm. insecure kid and started breaking out and gaining some weight. And I started to cover up a lot of makeup and my mom saw me and she didn't say a word took me to the permanent makeup place and got her eyebrows and eyeliner. She's a cool mom. (laughs) Um, So instantly I gained a confidence and I put less makeup right away. And Mm -hmm. to this point, I really appreciate my mom's uh, positive reinforcement because in Korea community, I never experienced any positive reinforcement ever except my mom. Mm. And... I think that was like wow factor for me. And I started to recognize myself about what I'm good at. So have you ever heard about um, when kids born, they receive Mm -hmm. a gift from a god, like about six talents? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, So I think I do have um, some talents, Mm -hmm. which is... Three things. One is I'm very uh, sensitive and emotional. Mm. And I love really express my feelings. And I've been always in art industry. So I love painting, singing, dancing, and even cutting skin right now that I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that is a number one gift that I recognized in an early age. And number two was um, first year of my university. Uh, my family got bankrupt, so it was really like international student, pretty well off kid, Yeah, went downhill. And mm. I had to support my family, so I took a break for uh, from university first year, and I was jumping, uh, serving, doing 60 hours per week. And in the morning you wake up, your fit is so swollen, it feels like walking on a cloud. That was yeah. like happening for six years. Oh my gosh. And I recognized 
the service industry fit for me because I love, I'm such a nurturing person mm -hmm. and I love caring others and like service industry wasn't hard for me. So that was the second talent that I recognized. Okay. And third one is, um, it's a little bit um, emotional, but um, I have a dad issue. So I always looking for uh, unconditional love from my dad. And mm. um, he didn't get me the love that I was wanted. And I was always looking for um, validation from anybody, right. including a boy. So I try to like be more pretty and just very shallow and surface level. Right. But deeper level is like just wanting a little more validation. And uh, I finally recognize that my I have a trained eyes for the beauty since I was very young <laughs> because of that. Right. So I thank dad about that part. And so those talent of I'm very artsy and I love service industry and I have a trained eye for the beauty. So those three just merged together and good experience with permanent makeup. The rest was history. <laughs> yes. Dang. That's, um, well, I mean, I appreciate being, being so emotionally vulnerable uh, and, and honest about that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it goes without saying that a, a lot of our listeners and, and a lot of the Korean community know what that's like to have, um, you know, a, a pretty, um, I don't know what the English word is, but like, like very like cold, yeah. you know, that's kind of the typical Korean dad, right? It's just very... I know. Not emotionally yeah. available and never yeah. really satisfied. Um, yeah. But yeah, it looks like that kind of resulted in, in more beautiful things, like um, figuring out, you know, your path. You said you went to university. Did you move to Canada for university? Yeah, so I finished my high school and university in Ottawa. Went to mm. Carleton, finished economics. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I was working at the bank for a little bit, and okay. I hated it because money wasn't that great. I was like <laughs> making so much money from serving, and going there it was like shit money like it was in the beginning <laughs> yeah it was really tough and then i ha still had to serve, uh, help my parents mm -hmm. so it wasn't easy um yeah that must have been a pretty tough transition because going from that and then did did you just start by like sort of freelancing and, and doing brow work on the side like how did you sort of transition from banking to getting to where you are now with pomelo so I saved, I worked a lot. So as mm -hmm. I told you, I worked 60 hours. It was no joke. I had two, three jobs, just normal. That was my norm for me for six years. And I just saved money as much as possible. And I flew to Korea. Um, and mm. I just picked the person that I thought she's really cool. She's my mentor. Um, yeah. She makes such a natural strokes that makes it almost like realistic eyebrows. So I wanted to mm. learn from her and was working a little bit under her. And I always knew that I'm going to run a business, especially in beauty business, because mm. I know beauty inside out. Like it's just part of me. Right. So I came back to Canada because I know that Canada um, pick up beauty industry really slow. Yeah, definitely. Because they don't care. Yeah. They don't care about how other people think. Mm -hmm. Most of them. 
So I do appreciate that perspective, but I also want to bring the Korean beauty, um, how advanced and how amazing it mm-hmm. is. So I want to spread it out as much as possible. Oh, okay. And I started my business in Calgary. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you started out... For oh, five years. Okay. So Pamela was actually started out further west. Yeah. How was that? I, I feel like the community there is so different from the community here in Toronto, especially Liberty Village. So it's, that must have been interesting. Yeah, it's it's really, um, really different. <laughs> yeah. I've been in Ottawa, Calgary, and Toronto. So every city has their own uh, pros and cons yeah. and different colors. And Toronto so far is my favorite. Yeah, I feel like you probably have a much wider array of people and like what people like and what they don't like and things like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And so Pamela started in Calgary and then I, I you opened the shop here in Liberty Village during COVID, right? Yes, I came here, Toronto, mm-hmm. during COVID, yes, okay. a year ago. And how is, I mean, I think it goes to say, you know, anyone who owns a business or has a business during that time uh, understands how difficult things were, but how how was that for you to sort of, one, uh, you know, switch locations altogether, but also, you know, set up a, a brick and mortar shop here in, uh, in Liberty Village during like peak of COVID, like that must have been really tough. Yeah, it was a scary decision because mm-hmm. rent is quite expensive, even though I rent a room inside of Nail Bar. Right. Um, and I don't have any client to build. Although I have experience in Calgary that I started from scratch. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't that fearful. It was more exciting. Definitely COVID affected me and it didn't thrive right away. Mm-hmm. But still, I find a way to survive and hang of it and thinking positive yeah yeah it worked it out yeah, yeah. It, it seems like your your shop's doing really well oh thank you <laughs> at least from what i can see I, I haven't been unfortunately you know if i need a eyebrow <laughs> touch up you let me know i'll swing by but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i guess you know for someone who's never owned a business before and you know i have no exposure to that side of things but um for you like what was a way for you to sort of find your own motivation, um, especially during the tough times during Calgary or in Toronto, like um, how, how did you sort of maybe rationalize or, or look at the glass half full uh, during tough situations? Mm, yeah. Oh, so it's very easy to comparing with others. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you feel so tiny yeah. when you are constantly comparing with others. And I need to like bring myself up, come back here. You need to think about yourself. Where are you at? Right. And then I focus on myself and how can I make a solution? How can I improve it from here? So about a year or two, it was slow. And definitely as a small business owner, we need to be patient until it picks up. Mm-hmm. And you just need to keep poking in so many aspects. Right. So for me, example, I reached out to influencer mm-hmm. and I did Google ads mm-hmm. and I did Instagram ads. And I also constantly thinking about 
I need to do more of um, YouTube or social media. Mm. But I have a little bit of fear of talking in English. So that's it's a little bit paused, but yeah, it's coming. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's so true. I, that's kind of the same attitude I think um, a lot of people have when, you know, seeing things on social media, right? Like seeing how successful people are. It's like you kind of have to bring it back. And it's like, well, not everyone is that successful. And a lot of people are just, you know, showing how successful they are without, um, without showing anything, anything real, things like that. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. I'm sure you know this, you know, better than um, anyone else. But uh, even for like in my immediate circle during the pandemic, I saw a massive influx of like independent businesses opening up, like people just starting their own sort of like brow, um, mm-hmm. brow companies, uh, lash companies, things like that. Um, has that, you know, how has that been for you? Like, has that challenged you in terms of like you know driving up the competition and Mm. yeah no as i mentioned comparison is toxic and Mm -hmm. people need to change a career and they need to learn and then just jump to brow and lash bar i think it's great i actually look at them as not competitor i have a lot to learn from everybody and yeah i think i'm in a level of i can give them Um, better education Mm -hmm. because I truly believe that we grow together not stepping on each other's yeah Um, I'm more than welcome to share all my tips and tricks (laughs) with them it doesn't bother me that's a really healthy like cooperative perspective you know Chung yeah (laughs) 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 I noticed that for Pamela though the not only do you have like the actual beauty services, but um, I saw that you have been putting a lot of um, emphasis on like, yeah, like like you said, like the knowledge, the tips and tricks, like, you know, like the training and stuff like that. Um, How did that like come up as uh, something that you felt like was um, valuable to offer? Um, My focus of sharing knowledge currently is mostly for my client. Mm -hmm because I don't have that many students. Got it. Um, And now I feel like I'm confident enough to share my knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been doing this for eight years and finally I'm like, I think I'm ready. Yeah. Because I'm I'm very chicken shit that if I'm not (laughs) sure 100%, I wouldn't teach. Because the money that people give it to me, Mm -hmm. that's so valuable that I wouldn't let them waste any money for me. Right. Um, so I'm clearly ready for it. And um, so if I actually get more cl- uh, students, which is that's what I'm trying to challenge myself mm-hmm. this time around. And I'm excited. I'm going to share more of the tips and tricks for my students so they can grow together. That's awesome. Yeah. I guess if you were speaking to someone that was um, sort of like a younger version of yourself or someone who, you know, came across your Instagram, they're like, wow, I would love to do that one day. What would be sort of, I guess, your advice on, on the best approach to kind of exploring the industry and becoming, um, you know, professional in, in the beauty industry in general? Uh, there are three things that I can think of right okay. now. 
So one is put the exercise, put the um, practice mm -hmm. as a habit, um, not just like do once one day for five hours yeah. and one hour each day for five days. It makes a huge difference. Right. So atomic habit. So that and the second is be patient. Um, I actually was there was so many questions about my uh, healed result mm -hmm. until recently. And then I finally like so growth. Have you ever seen a growth graph? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. So it grows like this and then sure, exponential. It goes yeah. Up. Yeah. So I actually experienced it in my um, eighth year. Mm -hmm. So I was super happy. I still have a lot to learn, but I'm like happy. Like, oh, Eureka, I realized <laughs> something. Right? Yeah. And uh, so be patient is what I want to recommend. Um, it took me eight years. Be yeah. patient. And number three is um, learn as much as you can. So I spent so much money mm -hmm. on my education, not because I'm coming from wealth. I actually made money. All that money went towards the education. Yeah. And that was worth it. If you don't have money and you don't willing to spend money on education, good luck. There's, it's very competitive now, right now. Yeah. Um, it's almost impossible to surpass. Mm, right. You went back to Korea to do your your beauty training. Mm -hmm. And so you said you were there for so about a about a year. About a year. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like someone who is studying, uh, you know, becoming a beautician or you know, uh, learning how to uh, start a, a beauty bar or shop uh, in Canada? versus Korea, do you think there, I mean, of course, um, I think it goes without saying, and if, if any of the listeners aren't uh, too familiar, uh, the beauty industry in Korea is like next level. They're, they are like stages ahead of North America, I think it's safe to say. M most countries in Asia, I think, are just ahead in general. But um, in your perspective, do you think it'd be worth it for anyone who's wanting to pursue this to um, actually go to learn? you know, out east as opposed to here in North America? 100%. 100%. Yeah. So because they're so advanced yeah. and they have, I find Korean people have a, so much integrity. I, oh, actually, not everybody, but... <laughs> I was going to say, is this because you're a Korean or...? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I have a huge respect for Korean, mm -hmm. although they do have... Um, negative side of it but they also have so many positive side of it. Yeah. i'm super proud to be korean mm -hmm. yeah um yeah so the top artists in korea they have so much integrity they mm -hmm. will teach you until they're ready set go so it takes about two months full time yeah. going there the cost of leaving there for two months and learning you're not getting any paid right right so that is a little bit tricky mm -hmm. but other than that 100 percent. cool um, feel free to, you know, skip past this, but I'm just curious when you were starting out, uh, sorry, as you mentioned, the growth chart goes at an exponential rate, um, during your early, uh, stages of your growth, uh, do you have any bad memories or, you know, sort of nightmarish instances that, um, that have happened? With A lot. Yeah. <laughs> A lot. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. One good example. Okay. So when you first get into permanent makeup, mm -hmm. of course you're not good. 
Even right, you get trained by a, the best person,、mm-hmm. you're not good. Yeah.、Um, so, co- people who are going to sacrifice for you is your family. Right. <laughs> so, I did my mom, I did my <laughs> sisters, and、um, my sister is. Completely opposite personality than me. She's、mm-hmm. very skeptic, very、um, logic, and she doesn't let anybody to touch her face.、Mm. She's very picky. Yeah. But she lets me because she wants me to succeed. Do yeah. Do well. Yes. So I did it on her. <laughs> and it's been eight years. There's a red tattoo on her eyebrows. Still. It's really bad. Wow. <laughs> so. Yeah, last year I'm like, Judy, come to me and、uh, let me remove your eyebrows.、Mm-hmm. And I was doing it and I'm like, I'm so sorry that I know <laughs> your personality. But I, I, I apologized her and、yeah. she started crying. Of happiness? No! <laughs> <laughs> no! She started to crank because she was bottling up for so long time. Oh. She hated it.、Mm, yeah. So that is、um, my sad story of my sister. Wow, that was, I was expecting more of like a funny story, but that was very like, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel very sad right now. <laughs> no, but I mean, well,、yeah. I guess that just goes to show how, I mean, again, family is everything, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, again, that's like, that's the heart of a sister, right? Like, she just wants to do that for you. I think that's endearing,、yeah. but. Yeah, I, I definitely feel for her eyebrows.、Um, hopefully, they're all fixed now. <laughs>、uh, yeah. Oh, let me ask you this question. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so、uh, how many girls you dated before? Oh, <laughs>、um, for any listeners that are tuning in for the first time or are not familiar, we have some dating episodes, so feel free to go check that out.、Um, but to answer your question officially, Um, I've dated three people. Okay. Is any of your ex girlfriend、mm-hmm. had eyebrow tattoo?、Um, no, none of my exes have. Okay. Have you ever seen bad eyebrow work?、Um, I definitely have.、Uh, but again, I, you know, I try not to be too judgmental.、Um, <laughs> But、uh, what I think it looks good on, a gr-、uh, you know, on anyone's eyebrows might be different from what you think looks good versus what other people look s good. So、um, there have been people that I've seen that I, were, I was like, hmm, like I would not get that for myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to put you in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, I try to get out from you that、yeah. as a man,、um, what. Obviously, you probably can't tell, like, that's a tattoo, or, but、mm. what is bad looking eyebrow for you as a man's perspective on women? I also think I might be、um, like an anomaly because I actually like、um, the, I actually like thicker eyebrows.、Um, oh. Sort of natural.、Um, I don't want to say bushy. I don't know if that's like bushy, a. Bushy, yeah. For me, like a non attractive. Eyebrow would be like a really thin eyebrow. Oh,、okay. not faded.、Gotcha. I think faded is okay, but like just really like thin、mm. shaped. Okay, okay.、Like、it's a little、okay. outdated too, right? I see. 90s. Yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. What about the lashes? Like thick lashes? Um, 
I don't want to get canceled, but when I when I see thick lashes, I kind of think of like ABGs, you know? Okay, like, okay. Which again, it, not good or bad connotation, but um, that's kind of like the first instinctual thought that comes through. So um, I don't have like a huge preference. I don't think it's a big deal if, if they're like okay. really thick or full. I mean, if they're really frail and there's kind of like they're sporadic and there's like eyelashes missing every fourth <laughs> eyelash, that might be a little bit kind of like, mm, but okay. yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Full lashes, actually, it's okay if they tend to do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Wait, actually, I have a question. How often do you get um, male customers to come in to get brows or um, any work done? Actually, quite a lot. Ever since I come to Toronto, yeah. I recognize so many male clients who want the eyebrow done. Mm. And most of them are very handsome looking gay guys. Mm. And um, half of them are gay guy, and half of them are a guy that wife or girlfriend forced them to go there. <laughs> 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 Sounds about right. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's gotten a lot more. Mm, I, I would say like normalized. You know, like um, I, I think the idea of like beauty in within males has changed a lot you know like i think guys are starting to appreciate looking uh, a little more kept and a little more put together um maybe a little more uh trimmed in the eyebrows yeah and yeah 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 i appreciate a guy groom themselves okay yeah. so interesting segue so for you when you're dating yeah i, I don't know if you're dating or you know are engaged engaged yeah, yeah thank you congratulations <laughs> So, I mean, Thank you. to your uh, fiancé and I guess, you know, previous um, gentleman, uh, when you were meeting them, I'm assuming, like, those were things that you sort of looked out for, eyebrows, sort of like grooming, hygiene, things like that. Because you said that was a big, imp- like, looking beautiful was really important to you. But were those, like, nitty-gritty mm. details important for your partner? Like, when you were looking at looking for guys or going out to dates and stuff? Was that something that you kind of took as like a very important factor? Um, I think hygiene is very important mm. for me. Yeah. Like, let's say I see the hair on your nose. I I wouldn't like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you fart or you burp. <laughs> Those things, mm, not really. It's at least in the beginning of yeah. the relationship, right? Um, but... No, I think it's more of the attraction mm. than the appearance. Right. Right? Chemistry. Yeah. Right? Um, I hear about your episode two, dating, <laughs> and I could totally relate to you guys. Um, a- attraction is so important, but also personality is huge. Mm-hmm. But at first, when you meet, you can't see the personality. Right. So you have to only judge people by attraction, like appearance. Yeah. So, uh, for um, standard of you, Josh, <laughs> I think you're a very um, charming guy. Oh. That's, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. For the record, I did not <laughs> tell her or pay her to say that. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but if you could rate my eyebrows out of 10 in terms of shape and fullness, what would you give them? I'll give you uh, 7. 
Seven. I'll take that. Yeah. That's a pass. It's full, thick,、mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's a tail is a little bit weak. Yeah, I know. I don't、yeah. know what's been going on there. It's just never、yeah. existed. Yep. That's totally、um, normal. Yeah. Every guy g o through it unless、mm-hmm. they're. Um, very few people have full long gate eyebrows. So that we offer as、uh, less is better. better.、Mm-hmm. It's a service called less is better. So I just do the tail part. Yeah. Microblading instead of doing whole thing.、Got、And、it. I think you will benefit from it. You'll be more handsome groomed man after. <laughs> we'll talk about that more after the recording.、Uh, okay. I'll get a, get a quote and、uh, swing by the office at、uh, Liberty Village. <laughs> Um, I guess in terms of your, your company, your brand, like, I guess what's, what's ahead for you and like, what else do you want to accomplish with Pomelo or, or any other endeavors? And, you know, I, know you, I know you mentioned YouTube、uh, or doing more social media and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I guess I just want to know like, what other things you have planned or things you'd like to accomplish in the horizons. Yeah.、Um, I. Just started open、uh, teaching. Yeah. So, this、uh, new challenge is I want to teach more for、um, people, especially people who like young Diana. I want to inspire young Diana girls that who is around like in university. Right. And they probably, lots of them like don't know what they're going to do after graduate. And this industry is actually、uh, one of the industries that you guys should look into too.、Um, I love to inspire them. I love to grow them、mm-hmm. as how much I grow.、Yeah. And I think men- having a mentor beside is、um, going to be really amazing for people. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, the knowledge and I guess the inspiration you can instill. And the upcoming generation stuff is,、mm-hmm. yeah, it's the most important thing, right?、Mm-hmm. So, because I was lost, so I can totally relate to people. Right. Yeah. Even if you were sure at one point you knew what you wanted to do, like, I think everyone kind of has a point where they're like, what do I really want to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you really want to do? I really want to、um, rest. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to、uh, keep the Young and Finch podcast <laughs> going. <laughs> There you go, your passion. <laughs>、uh, yeah, but no, like, again, I don't know that many people that have actually taken the leap to actually explore what it is they wanted to do. So,、um, yeah, it, I, I, really, I really commend and respect you for, for making that jump, especially during like, a tough time. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, you're an engineer, right?、Uh, I am an engineer, yeah.、Uh, which engineer?、Um, so I was, so mechanical background. I was in solar and now I'm in automotive. Oh. Yeah. Okay.、Um, before we wrap things up,、uh, I just had a couple rapid fire questions for the audience as well as, you know, people that. Are following your account to learn a little bit more about you. So I'll just fire them off. And first thing that comes to your mind what is something that Toronto is missing that you think would change the game? Toronto missing something? Yeah. Have you ever been like, oh, I really wish Toronto had this? Oh. That would change、mm. everything. Okay.、Mm. I 
Personally, I'm new in the city. I've been living here for only one year, and mm. the COVID hit, so I'm not really sure what is Toronto about yet. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I want to ask you back <laughs> regards, uh, based on my clients saying that dating sucks here. All my female clients, they're like super career driven and like go getter, like. They're I, to me like when I talk to them, they inspire me. Like I like them, yeah. and they're struggling finding a man. So what is that? Mm. Um. Hmm. I can't speak for everybody, and I'm sure there's a lot of great men out there in the city. But um, I, I think it ultimately falls down to what circle you're in. Like I think depending on like where you live and sort of who you hang out with. That'll dictate the type of people that are typically there. Do you know what I mean? Like, for instance, Liberty Village. If you live around there, I think you'll meet a certain demographic of people. Mm. But if you go over to Yorkville, you know, you'll probably meet, or like Eglinton, somewhere like further up Midtown, you'll probably meet people that are a bit more mature. Someone that maybe has again. I don't. I don't want to categorize and generalize, but I feel like that might be a big factor. Like if you're hanging around King West all the time and you're like everyone I'm meeting is like a you know a like a finance bro and all they do is drink and party well it's also because you're in King West right that's the only type of people you're gonna meet right so I think that's probably a factor um but honestly I don't know maybe Toronto just has shit guys I've heard the opposite I've heard like (laughs) Toronto I've heard Toronto has like no women and again no no shade to anybody who's listening or, or anything like that but I, I feel like maybe people in Toronto are just not satisfied with the dating pool and it goes kind of both ways. Okay. That, that, I think that is the most accurate answer. Because <laughs> it's so, like, such a big ocean. Yeah. That, yeah, you see so many fish that you don't mm-hmm. know where, like, what to pick. Yeah. I think as a Korean, though, I, I don't know if any of your friends or, or clients are Koreans, though, but I think from a Korean perspective, I do think that the Korean community in Toronto is really small. And that has been okay. a difficult thing for dating because you meet one person, you sort of already kind of expose yourself to the entire community. So um, oh, okay. there's not a lot of opportunities to kind of meet new people that people that you know don't know kind of thing because everyone already kind of knows oh. each other. Ex- except for instance, like you, where you kind of came from Calgary, like outside of Toronto, right? Like you would be a brand new fish in the pond, so to speak, right? <laughs> And have a have an engagement ring. Yeah, too late. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next question. What is your favorite song that always puts you in a good mood? That's a good one. <laughs> you don't have like a go-to like when you're vacuuming on a Sunday morning or when you're going on a walking your dog? I have it, but I just forgot. Lua, du- Lua Dupa. Dua Lipa? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyways, uh, recent song that Dua Lipa did, do you know what that is? Is it the TikTok Uh, song? uh, Cold Heart. I've been like listening all the time. All the time? Okay. Yeah, and I don't know the name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's my list of Sunday soundtracks. Um... Next question. What is one dish you could eat every day and never get sick of? 
egg, soy sauce, sesame oil, and rice. Oh, kerambap. Kerambap. You are a person of culture. Yeah. <laughs> funny yeah. thing, that's my dad's go-to meal, and it's so unhealthy. Oh, that's funny. Because he puts a lot of butter in it, and I'm like, Dad, you gotta, you gotta eat something else. It's comfort food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As last question. Um, out of everybody in the world, celebrities, everybody, who has the best brows in your professional and personal opinion? <sighs> Emily in Paris, have you ever watched? Oh, um, oh it's, it's such a chick Lily, show. So. Lily, um, Lily Collins. Lily Collins, yes. I love her eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Yes. I would agree with you there. Yep. I would agree with you there. For a while, I, Cara Delevingne have, has been my sort of standard for eyebrows, but her eyebrows are a little bit on the, on the wild side, I think. Yes. Okay. She. Yeah. Oh, so you like? <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Her and actually, um, Lily Collins has. Yeah, they've sort of been my. My standard for eyebrow <laughs> types, I okay. guess. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, I can agree <laughs> to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I think that wraps it up for me. Did you have any other questions or anything like that you wanted to add to the episode? Um, no, I don't have a question. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted to tell you that um, actually your podcast, my sister introduced me to me. Oh. She's like... I really enjoy this podcast. It's fun. And I listened and it was so fun. More I listened because I wanted to learn English mm-hmm. and it, I could relate to it. So it was really fun. And you guys are super vulnerable. Like you guys were all out. Yeah. And don't care about the judgment, which is very, um, I respect that a lot for from a Korean guy, especially. Yeah. Yeah, because we learn to be, don't express your feeling, don't express your emotions, mm. don't share your thoughts. Like, so I gravitate to that. And especially um, Brian is like, I can relate to him. I'm almost like him. Mm. <laughs> and you are um, like, <laughs> this sounds funny. Okay. I'm nervous. I don't think you can put this. I can't. I'm nervous. <laughs> No, no, you, your EQ is so high. I can tell. Yeah, so you're the one like, you're the glue of like everyone talking. You just organize everything and just to make it more smooth. Thank you. So I enjoyed it. And also the voice is very good. And Andrew was sharp. She's like, he's sharp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> you guys are such a good combo i really enjoyed your podcast and thanks for having me no thank you so much and um yeah if anyone listening wants to find out more about um you know pomelo and what you're doing uh where can they find you instagram mm-hmm. is so my instagram name is pomelo p-o-m-e-l-o dot bb mm-hmm. and uh for anyone who lives in toronto uh you can swing by the actual beauty bar uh located inside cures Beauté in liberty village yeah. we'll be mm-hmm. including the um the physical address as well as all of her social media connects uh in the description for the episode um 
actually question how did you come up with the name pomelo do you just really like pomelos yeah i really like pomelo <laughs> yeah really <laughs> yeah that's number one but also number two is i get all this education from asia right so mm -hmm. pomelo is coming from asia mm -hmm. and it's refreshing it's like grapefruit so i want all my clients to get the refreshing and health aspect um yeah so mm. that's how i pick pomelo interesting i like the smell too <laughs> like i mentioned we'll include everything uh, all your socials and more information about pomelo and all that in the link in the description if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to give us a follow. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, don't forget to give us a rating in the Apple iTunes store. And uh, follow us on Instagram at The Young and Finch. Um, and that's at The Young and Finch. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. I have a lot of, I've heard a lot of complaints about pomelo because they think they're buying a fruit this big, but they're only eating a fruit this big. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Not that that's any reflection of your brand or anything like that, you know, I will just discount that comment, but. Okay, that's true. Yeah.